All right, guys, Derek Soto. So in my previous podcast, I talked about how I did a coaching model and made the uh, impossible offer with uh, by mastering deliverables. Well, to tack on to that, um, to scale that up. So for any of you interested in scaling up a service business like that, you under you can obviously see the bottlenecks immediately. <laughs> with your time when you're getting on the phone and talking to someone helping them achieve uh, those paradigms. Here's the thing, though. When you do this, uh, I recommend that you do this for a while if you're going to do a service thing so that you understand your client very well. But what I did notice is that I, re- I was repeating myself a lot um, with, different, with, with, with my clients. I was saying the same things over and over again. And so what I realized very quickly is that I could serve one to many, right? So instead of, uh, you know, having a call uh, with someone for 15 to 20 minutes, because they would end the call, I would give, I would, I would deliver, make the deliverable so fast and the aha moment so fast for them. They're like, okay, cool. I got to go. I got to do this thing. Thanks for that. That's awesome. I feel better, you know, cool. All right. And then it gave them some homework. Okay. For the accountability aspect, always have the accountability aspect. You know, because that's what helps you be, that's what helps people get results, you know. And so, um, I care about results. I, I, I truly care deeply as a Christian person or regular person, whatever, right? But as a Christian person, like I care about people, I love them, you know. God tells us to love our neighbors, right? So, at the end of the day, like that was super important to me. And I would tell people, it's like, dude, call me or, you know, girl, call me, whatever it is, right? Um, call me, um, because sometimes like the, I would deliver the, the results so fast that they would stop calling. I was like, no, no, keep calling me. You'll get better, better results. If you call me more, I want to work more for you. You know what I mean? And so, but at the end of the day, like to scale, it's very simple because there's so many through lines that you notice and you can write down all the through lines, right? And so there's through lines and when there's benefits of doing a one-to-many model because they can hear, like once you do a Q&A at the end, so you could spend one hour and fulfill for endless people, you know? So say, I don't know, just throw a number out there, like a thousand clients, you know, that all pay you two to $5,000, you know, for a year, whatever it is. The irresistible offer part, the impossible offer part, you know, sounds, it's it's high ticket, but not, right? It's kind of low ticket in a way. But <clears throat> it, it, it compounds because you could do a one-to-many. Um, and so you can go ahead and service a few thousand people on a, on a, on a webinar call or whatever it is. You want to do as many, you know... Within reason, I mean, you're not going to be able to do a, an effective Q&A with a billion people on there, but you're not going to have a billion customers anyway. But, you know, so r- realistically, you might have, you know, well, realistically is relative, right? So you might have, you know, a few hundred people or a few thousand people on the call, depending on the, the scale you want to do, right? And what you work toward. But either way, um, and that's, if you didn't do what I did and spending the profits, you reinvest it back into advertising could easily done that. But that was the hard lesson I learned of just blowing your profits. I did that. You know, that's a damning admission, but that's the truth. I didn't reinvest. And I kicked myself to that day because, you know, I would be way more rich now if I did that. So anyway, bottom line is that what you do 
very simply is just <clears throat> set up a weekly call and all your clients will get on there and you will coach them all. You just guide them all in the same um, direction, right? The same stuff that you're telling them anyway, that you would tell them individually. You just tell them all at the same time, a one-to-many model, right? And then you do a Q&A so that you can answer unique questions. And the benefit of it is that they'll be able to hear other people's questions that they may not have thought of. And they're like, oh, I, ah, that's it. Ah, I get it. You know, and they can still stay anonymous because in this niche they want to be anonymous too. So you can still stay anonymous that way. You keep all the pieces they want. You keep all the benefits and actually add benefits by doing this would even add more value. So I'm a little mad at myself. I didn't do that with this, but I did get burnt out with a niche and I stopped doing it. Right. I got burnt out with a niche. I, I didn't like talking about the topic anymore. I wasn't passionate about the topic anymore. You know, when I first started to ask God, I was like, I was praying, I was like, God, what do you want me to do? You know, when I first started this internet marketing thing and he's like, well, you went through this thing and he, I didn't hear an audible voice. I just kind of, a thought came to me as, as I was praying and, you know, I was like, God, what do I, what do you want me to do? And then the thought came to me, oh, you went through this thing, you struggled with this mental thing and you overcame it. You can help other people do that. I was like, okay, cool. All right. So then I just did that. Sat down. Hardcore. Early 20s. Just writing tons of articles every day. Without any promise of success. You know, I saw a guy named Sean Mize do this. Who happens to be a Christian too, which is cool. But what I did was he just, he kept just writing tons of articles. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Cool. And so I just sit there out of not knowing if it's going to, I, I, I could see that it worked for this guy. So, okay, cool. This is something that works for the dude. So, okay, cool. Let me do this. Right. And I like the minimalistic style that he had on the web pages too. He just relied on copy. I love that. It's perfect. And, um, it's, it made him stand out too. So the thing is cool is that like what I did was like, okay, um, I would just spend several hours a day just writing, articles and and submitting them to easy articles and, and other places and then i tried different uh you know a whole bunch of different things article spinners and all this other stuff se nuke i tried that i you know i used friend adders and all this other stuff i remember making 97 dollars off of twitter <laughs> by using friend adders and adding tons of people on my twitter and then promoting to it and it just testing that and i was like oh no you know uh, that was way before, like, they had all the t t the detection. It was, Twitter was pretty new then. And, um, but, you know, I just, you know, I just established this, the, uh, this, this kind of well of traffic that would continue to bring traffic to me on a consistent basis, right? So it's like you do something once, it's like you write a book and you keep getting royalties, 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 right? Um, as they're more, more sold. So like for this traffic, I wanted an evergreen traffic source as opposed to paying for one click. And then you have to convert that click. Otherwise you lose the money. Like that seems stupid to me. I was like, well, I'll just put some time. And so these articles delivered tons of free traffic to me over a period of time. I was actually getting like a few hundred visitors a month to my site it's not a lot of traffic but it was free traffic and so 
out of necessity, I learned conversion. So that was the next skill I needed to learn. And as you're doing, as you're implement, as you're implementing, that's how you learn what you need to know next. You can't know what you need to know, what you need to learn until you start implementing. Then it will be immediately clear. Oh, I'm deficient here. Let me learn immediately this thing. So as I was implementing this, you know, I was building the airplane as it was, as I was falling to the ground. Okay. And I recommend that you do business this way. It forces you, it, 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 it forces you to do the work. So I was working really hard in the beginning and one of the mistake I did was get comfortable once I started to make some money and once I started to make a little bit more money, I, I got more comfortable and that's a huge problem right there. Never get comfortable, right? Even when you're at a comfortable level of money, don't get comfortable. Stay hungry, right? I didn't do that, so I made the mistake, you know? But I got burnt out the niche anyway and switched to something else that's much more suited for me. So right now, if you want to do a one-to-many model for a service like that, there's through lines, for most of these things, you can, I'm not saying you can do this for all service businesses, um, but for information businesses where you're repeating yourself at least, right? Not like if you're building bespoke web pages for people. Or you, there's still through lines for that too, by the way, if you're building websites for people and stuff like that. But for the most part, like if you're doing information stuff, I'm going to speak to that more right now, is like if you're delineating information to someone through a phone call and that's how you do your deliverable, there are many through lines that apply to the majority of people that you're coaching. And so instead of repeating yourself individually in all, thousands of individual times, you can get on a phone with a thousand people and say it once, you know, once a week instead of several times a day, right? And you'll get, you can, that, that you can scale and still have your time freedom because why make a business if you have no time, right? And I wasn't trying to be a billionaire or anything like that. So that's hence the blowing through the the margins, which were amazing, right? My margin was almost, I mean, it's it sounds silly, it was almost 100%. Like, you know, if it costs you $200 a month to run a business, it's making you several thousand dollars a month. Like, you know what I mean? That your margins are beautiful, Okay. And so that's important to understand. That's after everything, after tax, after everything. So, um, <clears throat> but anyway, multi, uh, what am I saying? Uh, scaling it, doing a one-to-many model, and just using simple solutions. Like, don't look at, um, when you, don't look at this funnel software and be like, oh, I have to do all this kind of stuff. I have to have ump sales, bump sales, down sales, up sales. Yeah, you can do all that stuff. It's great. You want, you know, if you want to start making millions of dollars, yeah, do all that stuff, you know. But if you're at a level where you want to make several thousand, many, you can make, you can even make millions of dollars doing what I'm talking about right now. You don't need crazy, you don't need fancy systems for that. A very simple, easy ways to do this stuff on shoestring budgets. And guys, like, this is a, a huge point. Always operate like you're poor. Right, even if you've got a hundred million in the bank, always operate as though you're on your last dime, because you're gonna be okay. I'm ignore the money in your bank, 
and be like, okay, how, what's the cheapest way to do this while I can deliver the highest value, right? As long as you get that value to them, what's the cheapest way to do this? This will help you to stop wasting money and, 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 and going in a million directions, right? What's the, and what's the fastest way to get this result into the hands of my customers? What's the fastest way to get my customers? What's the fastest way or not fastest way like when I did my traffic source, but you have to think long term. Like when I did my traffic source, I knew that it would provide traffic for me for years to come. And it still drives traffic, even though I don't really work on that niche right now. It still drives traffic. I can't turn it off, right? And so that's a beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, guys, like, you know, algorithms changed and stuff like that. So it, it certainly dropped off dramatically. But it was working like gangbusters then when I did so, but, it, but, you know, drive, even back then, you write 500 articles, man, you'd be set. You could be a millionaire off of that. It's no problem if you wanted to be, right? Or if you worked hard at it, if you scaled. I didn't scale then. Th those things, you know, they didn't cross my mind till later, right? So I was just trying to survive because I, I was in a situation where I thought I was going to lose my license for a year. I wouldn't be able to drive to my job, but I was like 22, making $60,000 a year on sales, at this company, I was making them number one salesperson there, making them over 20 something thousand a, a week. And I remember going to the bank as this kid in the bank and tellers like, what do you do for work? And I was like, I sell, I sell magazines. And I'm like, what? Yeah. You know? And so I was cat, you know, I was cashing these, these checks and these big commission checks and all this stuff. Well, big for, for me at the time, you know, average to about eh, almost, yeah, a little over 60, $65,000 a year and only working 30 hours a week. And I got to the point where like I was making my own hours. My boss was like, can I get you to work on Monday? I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that though. And, but they're not going to fire their best salesperson. So they kind of let me get what, get away with stuff and whatever. But the, the thing is, is that, um, what you want to do, and and how I did that, by the way, is I asked to monitor the 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 best people. Uh, that's the first thing I did. They're like, how do you uh, how do you get good at sales? Listen to other people that are good. Who's the best people? I asked my boss, who's the best salespeople? I want to listen to them. And so I monitored all the best people, and then I took all that stuff, and then I practiced because they had I had endless leads through that company to take calls. And I just took thousands and thousands of calls doing that. And rapid fire talking fast works for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, they can. I was talking so fast you could barely track what I'm saying. But somehow, <laughs> I just got more sales that way than if I'm talking really slow like this and, you know, whatever. Like, I just, I, I was just getting to the point. I don't care about anything else. I was, and you have a script to read it's right there and you have to. So I just like reading that going fast, bam, bam, bam. I had to just do it close where this guy was like, I don't want to do it. It's like, and, you know, it's like, well, you know, you, you should just do it. He's like, no, nah. I was like, I was like, just do it with conviction. He's like that. He's like, okay. And my brother heard this. He's like, what? Well, I can't believe that's crazy. It's like, it's not really crazy. You know, it's just psychology. Um, people will pay you just to get off the phone. Now I don't sell like that today, but you know, you, you learn that I had to learn the opposite 
when that was unlimited traffic and so you could burn through leads like nothing and make a ton of sales a day 60 sales a day but at the end of the day like when i switched to the internet marketing thing i had to switch my sales tactic 180 degrees right because it's like okay now i'm getting trickles of traffic i have to convert this person now i have to really figure out how to actually sell right um instead of just you know high pressure the person into a sale browbeat them into a sale it's more like um you know the company was monitoring me in a training call because like, this guy gets a lot of sales my brother was in that training class and so they put me on and they he they listened to me browbeating this customer into a sale they're like oh no well you know and they and my brother said they he was laughing and they turned off the uh thing and they're like oh sorry about that. that's not how you're supposed to we're not trying to teach that to you, you know what I mean? But that was the reality of the situation. That's how you did it. You know, being being the number one salesperson there, that's that's how you did it, you know? It's um, so uh, this guy was, this guy that I was competing with for the number one spot, he's like, well, I have higher conversions. So I was like, that's cool, but I have a higher check than you. And I'll take that every time, right? So, uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, to scale to do a one-to-many can actually increase the value of your coaching, right? And so sometimes things that can make you a lot more money and make things easier for you can also, and help you serve more people, which is cool, can also be more valuable to your customer. So I kick myself for not thinking about that or taking it seriously if it did occur to me at that time. I, um, it just didn't, occurred to me to apply it right but i i should have um because then like i said i'd be a lot richer today than i am but that's cool that's fine you know lessons learned just like when i i knew about bitcoin when it was like 97 dollars or less and i even knew about it when it was 600 or less didn't do anything about it in both times kicking myself for that too could be very rich right now extremely rich right now if i you know, I remember when I was mining Bitcoin. Okay, so either way, lessons learned. But the bottom line, if you want to scale, sometimes scaling and making something easier for yourself will de-stress you, allow you to perform at your peak 100% when you're doing your deliverable, like if you're doing your deliverable on the phone, and your clients will get your best. They get you at a good mood because you haven't talked to 50 million people that day. You just, you know, and you're just doing that call for that week. And then you have enough energy to do that call for the week. You're pumped up. You're excited. You transfer that energy to your customer. You better believe that the quality of your deliverable when you're doing phone, you know, deliverables is the energy that you have. You transfer that to your customer and they resonate and so their frequency matches yours and you make their frequency match yours, not the other way around, right? So you're, you're, inf- you're informing their frequency so that they're feeling the energy too. They're feeling pumped too and excited too, right? And so um, that will also help uh, with the whole environment, make it good. And then you can do Q&A and everyone can hear the questions that other people are asking and they can all stay, still stay anonymous. And at the end of the day... Um, People can learn from each other and, and, you know, and having a community where they can talk to each other, ask each other questions. It's like you're having your customers do customer service for you for free, 
right? They're actually paying you to do your customer service because people want to help other people. And so you can give them an opportunity because they want to do that. They feel fulfilled to do that so you can allow them to do it. But either way, those are my thoughts on uh, scaling an information service, if you will. We'll talk soon. God bless.